You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 199. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, my friend. How are you today? I have got a really special episode for you today. This was originally part of a training I did a year ago that was super popular, and I received a lot of comments on it, and I know that it is going to help you. I was going to edit it down, but as I started re-listening to it, it was so good. I was like, no, they just have to listen to the whole thing because it is that good. So, Stick with it through the end. It is going to bring you so much awareness. It's going to give you so much good stuff. You're going to hear about the five thought errors that are wasting your time. And you are going to hear that there are seven steps that you can take to help yourself. I have condensed those into the Busy Lawyer's Guide, so I did not include that audio part of this training. You can download that guide, and I highly recommend that you do so at dinacataldo.com forward slash busy lawyer. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash busy lawyer. All right, my friends, enjoy. If you don't know who I am, I'm Dina Cataldo, and I am the coach for lawyers who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and want to build their practice, maybe even build a business on top of their legal practice, but don't want to feel all the stress and all the overwhelm. And if you've been reading some of the emails I've been sending out, you know how it feels when you are constantly putting out fires. It feels horrible and we don't have any space in our lives for anything but work. And if you relate with this, let me know. Like drop something in the Q&A. Let me know what you're experiencing. Because I know when I was a trial attorney, you know, pumping out trial after trial, I didn't know how to master the overwhelm. I didn't know what was going on in my mind that was creating that overwhelm. I really, truly thought it was the trials. I really, truly thought that it was the stacks of cases on my desk, okay? And right now, you're probably in that mode of believing that everything that is on your desk right now, all the people in your life, all of the responsibilities that you have are what's creating the stress and what's creating the overwhelm. And I want to bring huge awareness to what is really happening in your brain. Because what is happening in our brain is not reality. And it took me a lot of time to learn this. And so I'm going to distill it for you in this masterclass. This is what I teach my clients. This is what we work on. This is like getting your feet like into the water so that you can start to see how this is showing up in your life, where this is undercutting your productivity, where this is even hurting relationships that you have because you're so tense and overwhelmed that you're unable to have the connections that you want to have. This is going to help you in every single area of your life. And one of the things that I really wanted to stress here about why this is so important is because we've got to create space in our lives before we can live bigger in our lives. When we are having feeling like we have work crushing down on us, 
we do not have space to dream bigger. All we have is enough space to grind out the work. And that might mean staying later at the office. It might mean uh, trying to work faster. It might mean going in on the weekends, okay? Feeling like we're taking on too much and yet we don't know how to stop. So this is what I really want to talk about today are five thought errors that we have that are undercutting all of the efficiency, the productivity, but also denying us the space that we need to dream bigger in our lives. Because if we stay on the hamster wheel, we're not going to be able to get anywhere. We're not going to be able to build the business. We're not going to be able to feel more ease in our legal practice. We're not going to be able to create the relationships that we want. And what I'm doing is I have a full-time legal practice and I've built a coaching practice. And maybe you've listened to the podcast that I have too. And all of that is also done while I'm still taking care of an aging parent. Um, I still have pets and other responsibilities that I take care of. I still have friends. I still manage to take you know, care of the people who need to be taken care of in my circle. And it can be done. And it can be done without the overwhelm. It can be done without the stress and the anxiety. So I want to show you how to do that today. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about the five thought errors that are really undercutting everything. And what a thought error is, is a thought that is unhelpful. Okay. Because thoughts are neither negative nor positive, right? You hear a lot about toxic positivity. Like we just got to think positive. And you also hear about don't be negative. That's not good. But all I want you to see here is that thoughts need to be evaluated every time you have them in your head. You just have to evaluate everything and decide if you want to keep that thought. Is it something that you want to hold on to? So we're going to talk about some of those thoughts that are impacting how you use your calendar and maybe how you're not using your calendar at all. So you're not able to get the things done that you want to get done and you can't follow through on the things that you want to follow through on. Because sometimes they're not even on your calendar or other people aren't aware of those things on your calendar. And so you end up having these calendar mishaps. We'll talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about the solutions to everything. Okay, we're going to talk about the solutions to all of these thought errors. And at the very end, I'm going to take you through the seven-step process. Okay, we're going to, I'm going to walk you through this. This is what I do. This is what I teach my clients about how to use their calendar, how to manage what is going on in their life, right? Every single one of these, even if you think that it doesn't apply to you, I want you to listen hard because in some way, shape, or form, you've probably had a thought like this. And this is what I want you to take out of this going forward after the masterclass when you are working on this in your own life, because I can be here for an hour with you. I can talk you through this for an hour and you could say, yes, this is really great. I'm totally going to start this. This is going to be just life changing, which it will be if you let it. But you've got to take action after this masterclass. You've got to be they're understanding what's going on in your brain. You have to be able to see it and remind yourself of what's happening in your brain, or you will fall into the same traps that you have over and over again. You hear something really great. It sounds fantastic. I'm totally going to do it. You're all gung-ho. And then real life hits you. And next week you decide, you know what? I just don't have time for it. I'll do it later. I don't want you to do that. I do not want you to take what you learn in this masterclass and flush it down the toilet. 
because it's so easy to do that. And it's natural because our brain doesn't want to do hard things. Our brain wants to revert to the old way of doing things because that's how it knows it survived this long. You made it through law school. You've gone through as far as you have in your legal practice and you've been just fine. But what I want to show you is a better way, a way that is going to get you the results that you want and a way that is going to help you live bigger in your life because you're going to create the space so that you can actually dream. Because right now, I'm guessing you don't have time to dream. You don't have time to think about other things. Right now, all you have is fire after fire that you're trying to put out. So I want you to take what you get here and I want you to implement it. And about halfway through, I'm going to talk to you about what coaching is, because I'm going to tell you exactly what our brain does with this kind of information and why coaching helps counteract it. I want you to see what happens and you can coach yourself. Okay. You can coach yourself if you take the time to every single day, every single week, check in with yourself and see what's going on in your brain. You can do that yourself too. Okay. All right. So let's get started. All right, let's talk about number one. I never have enough time. I don't have enough time to work out, relax, journal, fill in the blank, whatever it is. I just don't have enough time. Excuse me. So how do you know you're having this thought, right? This is the first thought error. This is how you know, right? You find yourself constantly skipping what you enjoy in favor of work. Because you might enjoy going on a walk, but you know what? You got to work. You might skip the gym because you got to work, right? Notice if you are skipping out on what you really enjoy in favor of working. You don't have any hobbies. That's another thing to look out for. You don't have hobbies because you don't have time for them. You don't have any space in your life for things that you enjoy. So you don't even have hobbies. You can't even think of anything that you might enjoy doing outside of the office. You work later than you need to. And you tell yourself that it needed to get done, even if the assignment that you had was not due. This is something that I notice with my clients. Sometimes they'll tell me, they'll be like, yeah, I stayed really late tonight. I said, why'd you do that? He said, oh, well, I feel like I just needed to get caught up. I said, do you feel caught up? And they said, no, (laughs) but you know, I'm glad I stayed. I said, well, did you stick with your calendar? Like, did you decide to do anything else that night? Well, I wanted to spend some time with my partner that night. And I said, and you didn't, you didn't get a chance to do that. No, I, I didn't. I said, well, that's why I just noticed this. Like, this isn't about beating yourself up for following this exactly and being perfect in every way. This is about noticing what's happening in your life, how you're Thoughts are dictating how you act in the world because our thoughts generate our feelings and our feelings are always going to drive whatever actions that we take. So every single action that we take during our day is the result of a thought that we have had. Okay. So when you're thinking the thought, I never have enough time, right? You do these things. Another thing that you might do is you might fiddle on social media and you check your email instead of doing the work that you had planned. And of course, when we do any of these things, what we're doing is undercutting the fact that we had plans at all. So of course, we never have time because we are just kind of spending it everywhere. We're not paying attention. We're not focused. We just give it away. And this is the fix, okay? The fix is, is 
First off, just plan you time first. And I'm going to talk more about this when we get into the seven steps on your planning your calendar, you're planning your week. Because when you plan you time first, you're going to want to protect it. When you start savoring the time that you have to spend with yourself, the time you get to dream so that you can dream up all those big things that you want to do with your time, you are going to want to protect it. And so you will start to learn that this is something that is um, a fixture in your life, something you want to keep, right? Then you start entering in commitments with your friends, commitments with your family, and then you put in everything else. Work comes last, right? Never thought you'd hear a lawyer say that, right? Because everybody in the legal profession says work first, be a people pleaser first, (laughs) do everything for everyone else first. I'm telling you to put you first. And that might sound really selfish, right? It might feel kind of like, whoa, can I do that? Almost like you're, you're doing something wrong. I'm going to tell you right now, that is the only way that you are going to create more ease in your life, more peace and freedom in your life is to put yourself first. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is not the easy thing, but it is the necessary thing in order for you to create the space that you want. Okay. We'll talk more about that. I know, I know putting yourself first is not the thing that people like to say. It sounds like it's selfish. It sounds like it's, you know, yeah. Right. But how many times do you put other people's other people first, but you don't put you first? I'm betting very few of you who are on here right now have put yourself first. Now is the time to start learning the better way to do it, to create time for other people, to be able to serve other people better. It's going to come down to serving yourself first, to filling up your cup first. So the second thought error, calendars, they don't help me get things done. This is a thought that people have. You might have it right now. And this is what happens when you think this thought. These are the actions that come from this thought. You know you're having this thought because you jump into projects without a plan. You start your day, you sit at your desk, and you're like, okay, there's my inbox. I have my phone messages I got to check. Okay, what do I start with first? Okay, I guess I'll just pick something and then just go. Okay, what's the next thing that's due today? I'll pick that and just go without sitting, taking a breath, and planning out what needs to be done. If you're jumping into your projects without a plan, you are going to be frittering away time unnecessarily, and you're going to be distracted throughout your day. I'm just going to let you know that right now, because you're not going to have the focus that you need to focus intently on that project. You're going to wait until the last minute to do projects because you're relying on that adrenaline rush, not ease to do the work. You, when I first understood that I didn't need an adrenaline rush to get things done, it was like a revelation to me. When I stopped procrastinating and I started planning, it was like magic because I suddenly realized that I could get more things done if I planned ahead and I focused. And that's something that you return to over and over again. And whenever I'm in a situation where I have multiple tasks that I want to do, I mean, today's an example. I have multiple things going on. I took my mom to a doctor's appointment. I had my uh, regular office duties. I have this master class. I was sending out emails for it. Um, I had a coaching call this morning. I had um, my podcast. I needed to re-upload it because my, my client let me know that it wasn't uploaded properly. 
I mean, there were things that were coming up, things that were popping up, and that was just handled because I had a plan and I already had had a plan for it. And so even though little things were popping up here and there, it was easier to navigate my day, to stay focused on my work, and then just shift myself into a new task that I needed because I planned ahead. And I'm going to show you how to plan ahead. I don't want you to worry about that. I'm going to show you how that's all done. But I want you to know you don't have to rely on the adrenaline rush. All you need is a plan. And even if you can't apply perfectly that plan to your day because things happen like they do, you will be able to find more ease in your day, more space in your day because you had attempted a plan, right? You have this thought, right? If you're thinking this thought, calendars don't help me get done, you believe that it's the tight deadlines that get you done. This is related to that adrenaline rush. You think that because you only have an hour to do it, that that's why you're so much better focused, that you were able to get that project done so quickly. That's not the case. What's really happening is you're creating a situation where your body has to create adrenaline so that you can focus rather than practicing how to focus without needing the adrenaline. Long-term, that is really unhealthy because it's a chronic condition in which we are feeding our body adrenaline and we are falsely keeping that elevated in our body. And that is going to cause things like, well, cancer. It causes things like heart disease. When we're doing that and we're keeping that constant adrenaline up, we are hurting our bodies. The only reason we have adrenaline in our body, the only reason we have that reaction is if we're trying to survive, if we're trying to run from a tiger, if we are trying to uh, avoid a collision on the freeway, we have that adrenaline rush so that we can focus, hyper-focus, save ourselves, and then our body regulates itself, gets rid of that adrenaline. It's supposed to get rid of that adrenaline. But when we have it artificially raised all the time because of the way that we are working, the way we are artificially creating these deadlines for ourselves, then we are going to cause long-term health damage. That's just a little side note. And we're always going to feel stress and anxiety. That is what we're trying to avoid. We want more freedom. We want more fun. We want more ease. We don't want more stress or anxiety. This is the fix. The seven-step process I'm going to show you, that's the fix. It's thoughtful planning. That's what it is. It's just thoughtful planning. And it's always going to keep at the forefront ease and fun. I want you to keep those in mind, ease and fun. So let's go to thought error number three. Well, you know what? A different planner, well, that would help me, right? And you know what? Another thought you might have is related to this. Multiple planners would be so helpful. So helpful. No, I want you to recognize this. Different planners are not going to change things for you. And if you are into this, then you have probably noticed this. You've probably noticed that when you have a different planner, maybe things are a little bit better for a little while and then they go downhill. And then you get another planner thinking like it's the planner's fault that you're not getting things done. No, it has nothing to do with the planner. It has to do with our thoughts. How you know this is a thought that you're having? You keep buying new planners. You think that's going to solve the problem. Maybe you miss appointments or they pop up unexpectedly. Your assistant schedules appointments when you have something else planned. Those things will show up in your life if you're having this thought. The reason I'm putting so much emphasis on these thought errors 
is because if you want to move into a system like the seven-step process I'm going to show you, where you are creating more ease in your day, you're going to have to pay attention to what your thought errors are. You're going to have to pay attention to the beliefs that you currently have about your calendar, the beliefs that you currently have about time that are preventing you from implementing the plan, that are preventing you from creating efficiently uh, efficiency in your practice, that are preventing you from having more ease in your practice and your day. So pay attention to these thoughts. If there's ones that resonate with you, write them down, recognize them, recognize how they feel in your body. Do they feel anxious? Do they feel, do you feel stress, anxiety when you think those thoughts? Because when you notice that feeling, you know, aha, I'm having that thought again. And you can stop these actions from taking place and remind yourself, oh yeah, I'm not paying attention to the process. I'm not paying attention to what I really need to be doing. And that's paying attention to my thoughts. So here's the fix for this thought error. First off, just decide on one planner. I don't care what kind of planner you use. It could be Google Calendar. It could be Clio. It could be anything you want, but use one calendar. I have clients who start off and they're like, oh, well, I like to write in a book and I like to use Clio and I also use Google Calendar. No, you pick one calendar and you go with it. If you want your assistant to have access to it, great. You can do that. Use Clio. That's fine. You don't even have to tell her what you are doing during your day. You can have blocks of time off for yourself. You just say blocked time off. So your assistant doesn't put anything there or block half appointment. So your assistant doesn't say, oh, let's fit in this consult right here. That's great. No, block off your time. Make sure that your assistant knows that you use one calendar and that she's not to, or he is not to put any other items on that time. The next thing, use it. Do not let it sit. Do not let it languish. It's got to be used. It's got to be kept up to date or you are going to have these same issues. And the next thing to do is have a conversation with your assistant. Make sure that you are having a line of communication with them that allows you to let them know what you need, and they will then be able to help you better. All right, so let's go into thought error number four. Oh, yeah, this is one, one of my favorites. I can't plan because I just don't know how long things are going to take. And related to this is emergencies always pop up. I just can't plan anything. Let me put an end to this today, okay? You can use the seven-step process that I'm going to tell you about even if you have an emergency, even if you think you cannot plan things, right? Because you just don't know how long things are going to take. So here's how this is show up, okay? First off, at the end of the day, you are just wiped out. You end up staying later at the office than you think you're going to stay. You end up skipping out on you know, um, appointments with, I'd say appointments with your partner, but like you've, you've made a date with your partner and you end up skipping it because you had to stay late because you didn't even try to guess how long something was going to take. You don't use your calendar or if you do, you totally ignore it. You get frustrated at other people for taking your time and you start and stop your calendar use. So sometimes you use it, sometimes you don't, you go back and forth, you're kind of wishy-washy about it. You're just not really committed to your calendar. It's just kind of like, eh, if I want to use it, I'll use it. This is what I want you to see here. Using your calendar is going to create freedom. If you are stuck in this mindset that you cannot structure your time, that you cannot 
manage your time, that you are unable to use a calendar effectively, you're never going to be able to use a calendar because you keep thinking and keep telling yourself you can't use a calendar. It makes sense, right? Like if you're telling yourself you can't use a calendar, you're not going to be able to use it, right? Let me put this in perspective here, okay? Let's talk about the fixes. This will this will put it in perspective. So the very first fix is to just estimate. You don't have to know for certain that something is going to take one hour and 30 minutes. You can estimate it's going to take 90 minutes, two hours. We always have the ability to estimate. I want to tell you, whenever I was in trial and a judge told me that I needed to have something researched and it needed to be done by the end of lunch hour, you knew I was going to have that completely researched in that one hour that I had before I got back to court. Meanwhile, if if they had given me all day, I could have spent all day researching the same topic. But because I had constraint around the time that was allowed to me to focus on that topic, I was able to complete that research project in one hour. This is important because what's happening when you're not using your time effectively is you are not constraining your time around your assignments. You're not constraining your time around different projects that you have, and you're allowing yourself to get pulled in different directions when you're not using your calendar. If you use your calendar, you will be able to put aside 90 minutes, 120 minutes, be able to put that aside so that you can focus on it. You're not being distracted by phone calls or emails because that's not what you're doing during those two hours. Those things are set aside because that's not your focus. When you use a calendar, you're going to have that 90 minutes, 120 minutes exclusively for that project. And then you're going to have time allocated to check emails, allocated to check phone messages. So I want you to recognize that the calendar is your key to freedom here. It's your key to focusing. If you are not getting things done, it's just because you're not focused and there's just some mindset that's going on. This is what I help my clients with. So I don't want you to feel like there's anything wrong, okay? There's nothing wrong with your brain. We've never been taught this. No one pulled us aside in law school and said, hey, you want to learn how to manage your calendar? Let me show you how. No, what they've taught us to do is grind and to grind out work. We get to a law firm, they want us to grind out work. They want us to be a bunch of people pleasers so that we grind out more work and we stay later at the office. What we're learning here is to trust ourselves. What we're learning here is to really build self-confidence. We're building self-confidence in how long it takes us to get things done, that we can get things done, that we can create space in our day so that that way we can have some space so that we can dream. We can dream about the things that we want that aren't work-related maybe. All right. So another fix is, is to drop perfectionism. Drop perfectionism. This is not meant to be perfect. I do this. I'm not perfect. I don't look at my calendar and say, wow, I'm just going to get like, you know, I look at my calendar and say, okay, well, that's my day. You know, but does it have to be perfect if I miss something? Like if I, if I um, miss a, um, what am I going to say? Like miss a workout, right? Like there's a workout I miss. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. And the reason I don't beat myself up over it is because it's not helpful. First of all, it doesn't feel good. But also because I trust myself that I'm going to get back into it the next day, right? That sometimes things happen and I'm okay with that. I don't beat myself up over it. I don't feel guilty about it. If it gets done, it gets done. If it doesn't get done, it's fine. 
I mean, we are still here. You are still alive. I am still alive. And I'm sure that over the course of our lifetime, we've had things that we have missed and we're still here. We're still surviving and we are still excellent at what we do. So I want you to recognize that you don't have to be perfect at this and there's no need to beat yourself up if you're not perfect at it. In fact, it's impossible to really feel good about your calendar and creating space while you're beating yourself up. It's just, you you can't do them. You have to love yourself the whole time you're doing this process. And that's part of the reason why I love working with lawyers on this kind of stuff is because it brings up so much of the brain junk that we have around our self-worth, around our confidence, our trust in ourselves and our self-love. So if this, if that's coming up for you right now, because you're hearing some of these things, just know that that's completely normal. All right. So I want you to also look at this as a commitment like really working on your calendar and your skills is a, is a total commitment to yourself. It's a commitment to living better. And if you look at it in terms of like how you would talk to your toddler, right? You have a, you have a toddler and they're not walking. You, would, you wouldn't yell at them or berate them because they weren't walking yet, right? You're like, come on, why aren't you walking already? You're taking too long. I don't have time for this. No, you would never do that. You would be loving to them. You would be kind to them, whether they were walking or not. You would love them no matter what. That's what I want to see you do when when you start implementing what we're talking about here today. Okay. Just look at this as a commitment. You're committed to them, right? You'd be committed to your toddler. You'd want to help him get it. You want to help him walk. Do that for yourself too. Like be committed to yourself in this process. You want peace. You want freedom. You want to trust yourself. This is the process. This is where it all starts. Next is to take responsibility. And when I say take responsibility, here's what I mean. We tend to want to blame outside things for the problems that we're having. We want to blame um, a client for dropping something on us in the last minute. We want to blame our assistant for not looking at our calendar or not asking us first whether or not we wanted that consult at that time. We tend to look at those things and say, ah, yes, that is the problem. What if we turn that around and always, always took responsibility for what didn't quite work out? Because when we do that, then we have more power over what is happening in our life. When we start looking at, okay, the client, my thought was the client dropped something in my lap last minute. What about how I have worked with that client gave the client the impression that that was okay? Okay, so my assistant, she scheduled something in a space where I I had it blocked out. What about my communications with my assistant allowed that to happen? When we start turning it around, when we start looking at ourselves and how we can be responsible for what's happening on our calendar in our day-to-day life, then we have control. We can start looking at how our actions are influencing the actions of others, how our thoughts about ourselves, our thoughts about our time are influencing how other people treat us and how other people treat our time. Write that down. That was good. Think about how you are influencing everything that's happening around you. Think about it. Think about how 
when you don't feel like you have enough time because your first thought is somebody else is cutting into your time, how you can turn that around and say, how did I make that possible? Because then you can start using your brain power for good. You can start saying, ah, yes, yes, I know exactly how to solve that. I know that there's a boundary issue happening with my client. I know that I'm not communicating effectively with my assistant. Like when you start really looking at these things, that's when you can make change. Ah, that was good. I hope you watch the replay because that is coming. That is going to come to you. All right. Number five, thought error. Okay. This one comes up a lot. Okay. I have to get it all done right now. This especially comes up with a to-do list. So you might've had this experience where you just do this brain dump on a piece of paper, all the things that you need to get done. You write it all down and then you look at the paper and you just freeze like a deer in the headlights you're probably thinking something to the effect of, I need to get this all done right now. You'll know that you're having this thought if you're stressed out looking at your to-do list, or maybe you don't even write a list because it feels so overwhelming even thinking about what you have to get done. And then you also have this, okay? If you don't get it all done by the end of the day, by the end of the week, you start beating yourself up. You start saying things to yourself like, I need to work harder. I should be working harder. Maybe you stay later at the office. Maybe you eat through, you work through your lunchtime. Um, Maybe you skip workouts. You're working, 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 grinding all the time because you think it needs to get done right now. And instead of getting things done, you just keep checking your email and social media. So you're feeling this anxiousness and, and your brain wants to feel better. And so what it does is it goes to these different things to numb out. It could be social media, checking email. A lot of people, it's drinking wine after work because they just don't want to think. They totally want to shut down. And instead of feeling the emotions, instead of just working through it and processing it, they go for a glass of wine or they go for extra food, right? Real easy with COVID when you're at home and you're stressed out working on your computer, just think, oh, well, the refrigerator is like 30 feet from here. I can just get up and go walk over to the fridge. Just like when you're sitting here and you're like, you know, at your desk and you're working and you're grinding, you're having a thought and needs to get done and you're starting to feel more stressed and anxious, you might notice yourself starting to go and eat more. Just notice if that happens. No, I'm saying I do it too, right? Like this is how it works. What happens is, is we start noticing it more and more and we spend less time in the overwhelm, less time in the stress. We start noticing when we are stress eating. We start noticing when we are checking email and social media instead of getting things done. And then we start making changes and you do it faster and faster and faster. The more you do it, the more you practice it, the better you get at managing your time. Okay. So here's some some easy, easy fixes. I say they're easy fixes. They're easy when you work on them. Okay. When you're really paying attention. So the fix is do the seven steps, which we're going to get into in just a minute. These seven steps are going to be revolutionary for you. They are going to change everything. If you just are committed to doing it, if you are committed to working on this, if you're committed to seeing the thoughts that you have and how they're impacting your life, you will be able to make change in your life. You're going to be able to create that peace and ease that you want. Give yourself permission not to be perfect. You do not have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect to do these seven steps. You don't have to be perfect to get more done. You don't have to be perfect. It's okay. You will be fine. Everything will be fine. Okay. You're going to get more done. You're going to feel better. 
especially if you release all the perfectionism. And the other thing is, know that all the things don't have to be done right now. When you have this huge to-do list, and, and we will work through it when we talk about the seven steps, you're going to spread them out. You're going to put them on multiple weeks. And when you start doing this process, you're going to have fewer and fewer things that are on that to-do list. What I want you to see is that there's no such thing as having to get it all done right now. Things can be spread out. It doesn't have to be done this week. It doesn't have to be done this month. Spread the stuff out. Put yourself first. Make it easy. Make it fun. And then this process is going to work for you. Okay? All right. We've gone through the first half of this, okay? So I want to talk to you about what your brain might be going through right now. Because <laughs> that was a lot of information. So this is... You've seen all the problems. Well, you've seen five of the major problems. These are five of the major problems I see when I talk to clients. And your brain might want to revolt right now. It might be thinking something like, you know what? I've tried calendars before. I've tried organizational systems before, planners before. It's, it's not working for me. It's just not working for me. Another thought your brain might be having is this sounds hard. It sounds like this is a lot of work. Another one is, is this is a lot of information. What am I going to do with all this information? I don't know where to start. I want you to know all of this is normal. Every single thought that you're having right now is totally normal. You can be having all of these thoughts and still know that you need to have a system, right? but your brain wants to make things really easy. It's not really built to use a lot of energy. What it wants is to have habits in place that will help you survive. And so far, you've created a lot of habits in your life. I mean, we are our habits. Our identity is the habits that we create. If we want to change our identity, if we want to live bigger, if we want to create more peace in our life, if we want things to be easier and more fun in our life while working the hours that we do, while having the commitments that we do, we have to start doing things differently. Because everything that you've done so far has kept you alive to this point, right? Like everything that you've done has made you incredibly successful to this point. Now, if you want to change things, if you want to grow, if you want to do something different, you've got to do things differently. That's the essence of what I am training here tonight on. Is If you really want to make change, you've got to just totally Spin it all up. You got to say, brain, I see you're having all of these thoughts about how scared you are that this isn't going to work, that this is going to be hard, that this is a lot of information, that I don't know where to start with this. And then you have to say, okay, I'm going to go for it anyway. I'm going to be uncomfortable because it's going to feel uncomfortable creating change. It always is. Anytime there's any growth, it's going to feel uncomfortable. We think it's going to feel exciting and new and just like super shiny and like we're getting a new car. But really, it feels like we're going to throw up a little bit. That is what growth feels like. So I want you to really be aware of what your brain's telling you right now. And I want you to comfort it. Yeah, you heard me right. I said comfort it because this is all about love. We want to love ourselves through this process. There's no room for beating up on ourselves or hating on ourselves because we're not perfect here or devaluing ourselves because we haven't gotten the process right by now because our brain's telling us we should know how to do this by now. No, we shouldn't know how to do this by now. 
And if you're here, you know that what you've done so far has been great to get you where you are. I mean, you've got a roof over your head, you're doing really well, but you don't feel right. You know there's something off. So that's why you came here tonight, that you wanted to have something that would help you move past that, to help you live the life that you knew you could have. Right. So just recognize like all the emotions that might be coming up right now after just hearing that first half of what we talked about in the masterclass. And I want to walk you through something. This is where I'm going to talk to you about coaching because coaching is my favorite thing. And if I didn't have coaching, I don't know where I would be because I went, what, how many years? 10 years of my legal practice without coaching. I don't know how I did it. I was grinding all the time. And when I found coaching, it was like a light bulb went off and it made my whole life easier. Coaching is about understanding your mind instead of fighting against it. Like how many times do you feel like you're just like bumping up against this wall because you're just not getting things done and it feels like you're not making any progress. I mean, that's how it felt for me. But once you start recognizing what's going on in your brain and stop fighting against it and just start understanding it and having a conversation with it and recognizing that, you know what, the thoughts that we're having aren't true and I get to decide what I want to think, when we start to really know that, right? Because right now you might be hearing that and you're like, "Eh, what is that? But when you really start to know that, that's when the change happens. And you can't calm your mind down until you learn how your mind works, So if this is like what I've talked to you about so far has resonated with you, I want you to do something right now. I want you to book a strategy session with me. I'm not going to charge you for anything. I'm not going to sell you anything unless you want to know more about coaching and how you can work with me. But what I'm going to do is show you how your mind's working. Like this is what coaching is, learning how our mind works, learning exactly what is happening when we're stressed out, when we're overwhelmed, when we're not getting our work done. When we are snapping at our partner and we're apologizing constantly instead of just having a relationship that's easy and fun, like when we start recognizing what's happening in our brain, that's when we can make change. Like the biggest thing I can do for you here in this masterclass is to give you huge awareness about what's happening in your brain. And I know that if you go through this and you go back and you watch the replay, I want you to see what your thoughts, what thoughts are coming up for you. I want to see, I want you to see where your brain froze up on you and where your brain wanted to argue. Because those are the points where your brain is having difficulty getting through to what I'm teaching. And that's cognitive dissonance. And that's totally normal. And I can tell you more about cognitive dissonance. That's a whole other masterclass. But basically, your brain has is trying to hold two concepts in its in its hands and it can't. It can't make them work together. It just doesn't work. Right? You're like, wait a minute. How do I have these two, two different concepts? How am I supposed to make them work together? So if you want to learn more about how your brain works, if you want to get more awareness around what's happening in your brain and why it's impacting your life the way it is, I want to invite you to a strategy session. You can go to dinacataldo.com and you can open up your browser right now. And it has um, a work with me button at the top. Click there. Um, If you click the red button that is on the top of the page, it will take you to a little scheduling calendar. Pick a day and a time that work for you, and then we'll have a chat. 